This is FinCast, the podcast from J2 Innovations, the creators of Fin Framework, an innovative software framework for smart buildings, smart equipment, and IoT. Hello and welcome to this episode of FinCast. I'm Steve Randall. This time we're talking about FinStack. Now, you may know what Fin Framework is, but not FinStack. So today we'll find out what it is and its role in making life easier for system integrators. I'm joined by two guests. If you could introduce yourselves, please. I'm Chris Irwin, Vice President of Sales for EMEA and Asia for J2 Innovations. I've been in the building automation industry for quite a long time and very excited by working with J2 because of the potential that the Fin Framework technology offers the market. I'm Julian Morgan. I'm the owner of Morgan Software Applications. I was formerly the energy manager for University of Richmond for 35 years. Excellent. Well, welcome both of you to the FinCast. Now, Chris, FinStack's been offered in North America for some time now, but what's the difference between this and Fin Framework and who's it aimed at? Okay, so Fin Framework is the technology that has been developed by J2 Innovations over a number of years. It's a very modular web services oriented platform for primarily smart buildings and and equipment control applications. We have been marketing it under the J2's brand of FinStack through distributors to systems integrators uh, in the North American market because there is a requirement for a supervisory and control solution on top of BMS systems. There are various BMS manufacturers who make HVAC controllers, and of course they have their own software, but uh, oftentimes in the US especially, systems integrators decide they want to use different kind of software. And so FinStack has been used on top of uh, those systems. That's really what it's about. That's the difference. It, the Fin framework is the underlying technology and FinStack is a particular incarnation of that technology for supervisory and control applications. And what would you say has been the most interesting part of this project for you? Well, we're just embarked at the moment on launching FinStack in the UK market to follow what has been done in the US because there's a similar dynamic in that there are a lot of systems integrators doing systems uh, with a mix and match approach to to what they provide to their customers. And so we think that's good fertile ground for, for them to want to buy FinStack. Uh, when we offer it. The most exciting part of of that for me is that I've worked in the UK, uh, that's where I live, for a long time, and I know many of the integrators involved, and it would be great to be able to actually get FinStack into their hands, because up to now, we've pursued an OEM strategy in Europe, uh, but uh, for various reasons, it's taken a longer time than we expected for those OEM partners to make it available to systems integrators in the UK. Okay, well, as we get ready for that transatlantic crossing, let's let's uh, bring Julian in and find out a bit more about how this worked for you. So, Julian, if you can tell us, I know you're retired now from the University of Richmond, but can you tell us what your role was at the university and, and what you're doing now? The role at the University of Richmond was controls manager, has several title changes, assistant director of utilities, several things. But basically, I was overseeing the BAS for the campus, which uh, when I started, we were at... I think we were like 1.8 million square feet. And when I retired, we were about 2.7, I think it was. So we expanded quite a bit over those 35 years. And in 2014, we needed to modernize the system. We had a legacy system that worked great, but it just, you know, it was a legacy system and we couldn't integrate with a lot of different newer devices and protocols. And so we made a big change in 2014 and Finn became the the front end. 
originally I just was interested in the graphics that uh, J2 had offered. And then they told me about FinStack and we looked at it and I was like, okay, this is what I need. This is what I need to help me manage my campus. And so we started in 2014. Uh, we went from about 23 Niagara stations to now we have like close to 80, I think it is now. So we have naturally expanded quite a bit and uh, we've been working with J2 all that time and uh, getting the enhancements that we needed, getting the troubleshooting we needed and making it so it's really a, a cool, cool way to do things. Okay, so let's dig down a little deeper into how FinStack is being used at the university and the benefits that it provides. Well, just, you know, with COVID, that was a big deal back in 20. I mean, we went, everybody went remote. We needed to make changes to sequences. So when ASHRAE came out with their guidelines of you know, how much outside air to bring in and how to purge the building, what they recommended, it took me just uh, probably just a couple of weeks to make all the changes for the entire campus, every place that we could uh, purge from the outside air, every place that we had VAVs, we could make changes. And I was able to do that with just a few programs and, and a few tags and make the campus compliant or uh, as much as we could with the equipment that we had with the ASHRAE recommendations. So that was a huge benefit. I mean, I could just sit at my desk remotely and make all those changes and just make, you know, watch it, watch the histories and make sure everything did what it's supposed to do. And it just worked great. So maybe it's worth me adding that uh, the, as I understand it, the, the campus is using the Niagara framework uh, in, on, embedded on JCES uh, for managing particular zones or buildings within the campus. And then you've got FinStack sat on top of that to provide the overall graphics and management of the site. Is that right? Well, we use uh, you know, Niagara for probably 90%. There's a, there's a few uh, backnet IP connections that we're, we're, we don't have any kind of supervisory control of, and then we're using uh, Fin to do that. So we're integrating with directly with Niagara through the Haystack for the vast majority of the campus. And to, to facilitate that, there is a, a free of charge N Haystack driver that you can put inside a JACE that lets it talk nicely with FinStack because FinStack is natively based on the Haystack uh, tagging and data modeling standard. So that means that it, it's giving a richer connection than if it was just using BACnet between Niagara and FinStack. Right, and the, the connector will make all the equips in Niagara and then brings everything in, and then all the, the templates and tools in FinStack standardize all the tags for me based on you know VAV, what type it is, fan coil, air handler, those kind of things, so that we... Uh, we normalize the data as much as I as I possibly can across the campus. And Julian, obviously, the events of 2020 to 21 were not foreseen by any of us. It wasn't the reason that you got FinStack, but were you surprised at just how easily it was able to step up in this crisis? Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of think, well, guys, what what can I do? And you think about trying to make control changes in Niagara, you got to do it, you know, hundreds of times, but with Finn and, and Haystack, the even though I had multiple types of VAVs, I was able to make those changes with three programs and just adding a set of tags based on what I knew, knew the equipment was so that those programs only worked on the equips that they were supposed to. But just three, and I was able to manage about, I think it's like 11, 1200 
Davies. Oh, that's a great illustration of how FinStack helps improve productivity and, and engineering of systems. And it's because of the power of tagging that, that that's possible, uh, because it's fully defining the data. So you can relativize your control logic and graphics and, and uh, alarming as well. So it, it just makes life a lot easier for the, uh, the engineers on site to implement things. That's a brilliant illustration. Yeah, what I tell people is that the good thing about the tagging is you can write it once and it runs on a thousand pieces of equipment. The bad thing about tagging is you can write it once and it runs on a thousand pieces of equipment. So you got to make sure you do it right because it's very powerful. Yeah. So you have to have to you have to target it specifically, but just by adding a few tags, you can do that. And Chris, as this comes to the UK market, and obviously because of what's happened in the past eighteen months, there are many many similar campuses and, and, and other buildings that are looking for solutions that will be not only great for the everyday challenges that were foreseen, but also similar events to the last 18 months where something comes along that we had no idea was going to happen. It's kind of the right time, isn't it? Well, it, yeah, it's the right time in the sense that there is a, a definite trend in the market towards more and more remote management, uh, as Julian was saying, that, that you know the fact that he could sit some one place remotely and make changes to to the, all of the controls on the site is is very powerful. And businesses of all sorts, from facilities management companies to portfolio operators, are all looking for that uh, flexibility to be able to manage their buildings remotely. And one of the things we've introduced into FinStack over the last eighteen months or so is is a, an option called Edge to Cloud. And, and what that does is that makes a much smarter, more streamlined way to connect to your site remotely without the complexity and cost of VPN. And also for multi-site applications, simplifying the way you manage users and devices across multiple sites. Previously, we were the, the commercial automation market's been somewhat behind where, say, smart home devices are because we're all probably used to now just registering smart devices when we buy them, fit them in, connect them to our Wi-Fi network or, or physically plug them into Ethernet. And then once they're connected to the Internet, we, they register to the cloud through an app and, and you're good to go. Now, we, we've leveraged that same technology for commercial automation systems. So you don't have to have discussions about firewalls and, and arguments with the IT department so much because you can remotely access securely end-to-end -end encryption without any hassle and that matters especially on smaller sites where there's a cost associated with that makes it you know sometimes prohibitive to actually deploy smart controls onto those sites so definitely this is the right time for this technology another reason is that in uh, our latest release which just came out uh, literally a couple of weeks ago um we're after a period in beta testing we, we're being very thorough now about the beta testing process uh we fully released it and and that 5.1 version has a new app called Dashboard Builder or Dashboard App, which makes it even easier to deploy dashboards to manage the building because traditionally it's been done through equipment graphics and tables and, and so on. But in more and more people are wanting simplified ways to manage. And so we're responding to that with this very flexible, easy to drive dashboard application. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I particularly think that's going to play well in the UK market because it's offering a flexibility that people haven't had for edge deployment. And, and people often think they have to have a cloud application to get these nice, clean, modern-looking dashboards. But actually, we can now deploy that at the edge and, and web serve it through edge to cloud as if it's in the cloud. So that's a really exciting development from my point of view. 
And of course, in terms of the challenges, not only have we got obviously the ongoing COVID challenge and return to workplaces for people, but also as highlighted by the recent UN-backed report, climate change hasn't gone away in the last 18 months. In fact, it's more important to the agenda than, than ever before. How will Finstack be able to adapt to challenges, for example, the drive, which is clearly going to intensify now towards net zero? Absolutely. One of the motivations I had originally getting into the building automation industry back in the day was the desire to avoid, stop wasting energy and to reduce energy costs in buildings. And and I haven't lost that passion. I still think that's hugely important to us. We talk a lot about renewable energy and renewable sources, but if you stop wasting the energy that you've got, then you don't need to generate so much renewable or indeed fossil fuel or whatever it, whatever else it is. Uh, clearly, the move away from fossil fuels helps us with net zero, but we absolutely have to do something about improving the efficiency of our building stock. Uh, and now, of course, there's things like boiler replacements, more modern equipment, better refrigeration cycles uh, that all mean that we're using the equipment in a more efficient way. But controls is the, one of the most cost effective things you can do in a building to reduce the costs. Uh, because you're just cutting out when you don't need to use the energy, where it be on a schedule or an occupancy basis. But in build, bigger buildings, particularly, which are occupied by many people and no one in particular owns that building, you know, there is a certain lack of care about whether things get left on when they shouldn't be. And Julian, I'm sure, will have hard won experience about how to deal with that. So what, what's your experience uh, about that, Julian, in the university it's, campus context? Yeah, it's it's hard to, to change people's actions and perceptions when they don't really see a, either an impact or a a detriment to them by, by do, to doing things. So we have to go in and, and make sure uh, we are managing the energy as best we can. And with with universities in particular, you've, you've already built these buildings. You already have a control system in there typically. And you're not going to go back in and replace the control system every 10 years. It's just not going to happen. Uh, but the software that you can lay on top of it with FIN gives you so many capabilities where you couldn't maybe interact with one system to another, but now you can. And, you know, back to the edge to cloud thing, it's it's a huge benefit. Like right now, I'm managing uh, campuses and installations all up and down the East Coast from my office. And I just connect one time and just connect each one of them as I need to. Uh, and it's, you know, it's amazing how, how quick I can go from New York to North Carolina, back to Richmond, whatever I need to do. Do you think there's a danger, and I'll throw this open to, to both of you, a danger that because we're talking, I mean, I mentioned the, the IPCC report, you know, and we're talking about such critical times now about getting something done at a huge level, at an international level, a governmental level, that sometimes managing buildings and managing energy in buildings well is sort of left behind and people think, Oh, okay. Well, that you know, we've moved on from that. Whereas clearly, as you're both saying, we haven't moved on from that. It's a crucial part of this whole net zero picture. Yeah, it is. And the key to to making a big difference here is to actually simplify further the the ability for people to deploy controls into their buildings, be it everything from your home to the local health centre to the library to the hospital to the schools. Most buildings don't have smart controls on them yet. You know, the bigger buildings do, the university campuses and the big hospitals and the airports and so on. But, you know, the vast vast majority of buildings have quite basic controls uh, and no one really properly optimizing those controls. So the scope for improving efficiency and cutting out waste is huge. But the challenge uh, is reducing the cost and making it easier 
less complex in terms of skill level and so on to actually deploy controls into these buildings. And that's why J2 Innovations is working on a technology we call micro BMS, which is where we overlay on top of the FIN framework extra modules of software, which give you a simplified auto-generated visualizations based off a wizard approach to configuration. So then you can configure your building through a mobile phone in a step-by-step process that you just fill in the blanks, as it were, without uh, having to have done a a three, four-day training course to learn how to drive FIN. That's a way that you can simplify things. Now, that only works in certain contexts and for simpler buildings, uh, but we're trying to make it uh, as as valuable as possible to as many people as possible. And then we have other challenges, of course, as to who's going to uh, adopt that and, and take that forward into the market. But going back to FinStack, uh, that, that is already a simpler way to do things than than has been offered in the market before. That was in that's in our DNA as J2 because we started uh, wanting to simplify the graphics of conventional BMS systems, uh, and then we've moved on to being a full framework, as Julian already related, and that has all been always been about how do we make things easier. Now we you know we're, we're continuing to work on that, and we wouldn't claim that we've got the simplest software ever because it's not as simple as an iPhone perhaps, but it's it's. In automation terms, it's it's in that direction. We're trying to make it easier for everyone. It's also you know vendor independent. I don't need to know is this a Siemens, is this a Johnson, is this you know X Y Z controller that I'm working on. If I'm working on on the fin level, and I have access to you know the set points and the schedules and those things, then I can make those changes without having to know the other programs. The I mean the the basics of energy management is sequences, set points, and schedules. That's you know, 80, 90% of your savings right there. And you can do all that with FIN without having to add anything else. As the building automation world has migrated from serial protocols to IP networks, that's something that has it's opened up the possibility. Now you've got a high-speed network where effectively no realistic bandwidth limitations, so it works really fast, that you can actually decouple where the control logic is from where the I.O. is. Uh, and the ultimate end of that is actually potentially just having IO modules on the on the right on the edge, you know, where the equipment is, and then the, the control logic is in some software somewhere else, uh, in FIN or you know, whatever other application. That clearly one has to make sure that the IO has fail-safe modes and ability to protect the equipment in case there is a comms connection failure. But now with IP networking being so reliable and so ubiquitous within the building, then I think this opens up, as as Julian just said, that you don't actually have to go around to all the controllers and do stuff. You can do it in FIN, uh, centrally, as it were. And then it, because of the tagging, it, the, the logic and the whatever you're doing applies itself to the, to the whole project uh, remotely via the IP network. Now, obviously, there's lots of exciting stuff happening around this. But, I mean, Chris, what, what are you most excited about for the future? I think my, my main passion here is simplifying the technology so that we can get it into the hands of more people. The democratization of controls, really, that, that it becomes something that we can deploy in all our buildings and not just in the, in the select few uh, that are the bigger ones where there's a big budget for it. Everyone needs that. And, and I'm excited that technology has the potential to help solve the climate crisis because it's not the whole answer. Clearly, the politics is, is a very big deal here as well. And the will of, of everyone, and particularly the politicians, to, to really take this seriously. But in the bit I can help with is, is helping make the technology real and deployable in more and more buildings. And helping move the whole market away from a, a quite traditional mindset 
uh, unfortunately, for whatever, multiple reasons, the building automation market is somewhat conservative in its its mindset, and and there's a lot of copying and pasting and doing it the way we did for in the last 30 years. And there's a lot of disruptive factors right now with the IoT and with the, the convergence of IT technology uh, and and offsite construction and package controls and, and a whole welter of other things. And all of that is disrupting the industry. And I'm very excited about that because that brings positive change uh, and 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 will help with that process, I hope, of simplifying and, and making the market uh, more open. And uh, as Julian mentioned, you know, Finn is in, vendor independent. I think the days of proprietary systems and, and everything bought from one vendor, but people buy on brands, for better or worse, and because uh, of the fear factor, it might go wrong or something if I don't trust the brand. But it's um, in future, I think someone mentioned it earlier in the discussion, best of breed. Uh, and I think that's what we're going to see in the future is a different way of procuring control systems. So you have best in breed controllers for, for air handling units, best in breed controllers for VAV or fan coils, and you'll have best in breed software as well uh, and all the other elements of the system. And they'll all be working together to, to make the whole solution for the end user. And Julian, for you as a user of Finstack, a customer of J2 Innovations, how exciting is the future for you? Well, it opens up so many possibilities. Uh, you know, if you can think about something and figure out, well, hey, it worked in this building. How will it work in my other building? Well, it's very easy to apply it with Finn. You can test it out one place and then apply it, you know, multiple places. And so to deploy it is quite easy. Well, Julian, Chris, thank you so much for joining us on the FinCast. Thank you. My pleasure. And of course, thanks to you for listening. Join us again soon. Subscribe to get the latest episodes automatically using your favorite podcast app. Copyright J2 Innovations, a Siemens company. Find us at j2innovations.com.